For the first time in history, we are seeing science question science, medical doctor question medical doctor, and virologist question virologist, and so forth. Tens of thousands of the mainstream medical community, pro-vaccine, scientists from respected medical institutions, scientists from respected medical magazines, and those affiliated with government agencies, all questioning the science of the last few years, and they are calling out this science we've all been told to follow as misinformation and disinformation. A group of professors from Stanford, Oxford, and Harvard wrote what was called the Great Barrington Declaration. This document has now been signed by over 70,000 physicians and scientists worldwide, and they are all calling out the lies we were told on COVID. After all, the COVID vaccines were, in essence, the largest medical experiment in the history of the world, and it's been enabled by regulatory structures that are not designed to protect us, the public, but designed to protect the pharmaceutical industry. These pharmaceutical giants generate huge power and wealth, and they use it to control the regulators, and they also use it to control legislation. So with all that in mind, who do we believe? What is true? And what happens when one group has total power over what is supposed to be true, necessary and official? Scientist against scientist, physician against physician, media against media, politician against politician, and of course, public against public. If you're seeking answers to these questions, then stay tuned and listen to today's episode. We've got a lot to talk about, my friends, so welcome to another podcast. Hello, my friends, and welcome. I bring you Truth Be Told, a podcast that aims to look at both sides of the story and bring you the news that's conveniently left out by mainstream media. So if you look back in history, scientists were well-respected people and everyone knew a scientist would never do anything to put the public's health into jeopardy. Today, however, because of what has been revealed and what we now know about COVID and the so-called sciences behind COVID, we are now questioning virtually everything. Because so much of what we call medical science is actually proprietary science. It is political science and not based upon good public health science. So who is responsible and how did we get here? This podcast aims to put science under the microscope or even science on trial, so to speak. Science has no doubt been compromised. It's been so corrupted that we can no longer trust it with our very lives. 
COVID has become a $3 trillion a year plus industry. Exactly the same as HIV, which is a $2 trillion plus a year industry. And who led the way on both? Dr. Anthony Fauci. The HIV epidemic of the 1980s was dealt with in such a way by Dr. Fauci and his perpetrators, much like the way they dealt with COVID, was to censor anyone with a different approach to the science, different scientific results to their own, or simply asking questions about their science. Much like today with COVID, HIV and the science behind it was led by Fauci and Big Pharma funded institutions that were regulating the industry at the same time, as well as profiteering from the sale of such drugs. Drugs we were told that would help with the very diseases that were created by people like Dr. Fauci and his team in his labs with gain of function research. Create the problem, offer the solution. Fast forward a few decades and the same institutions and the same people are at it yet again. Create the problem, then offer the solution, making trillions and trillions in the process, helping crash economies in the grander scheme of things along with along the way. Everything that's happened or that's happening at the moment and that's happened in the last three years is ultimately geared towards helping introduce CBDCs, central bank digital currencies, which will ultimately lead to total dominance of every industry on the planet, along with total control of every person's lives, financially and otherwise. And when this happens, it's virtually over. It's over for everyone. Certainly if you don't comply to their every whim, that is. This is why it's of the utmost importance we understand both sides of the story and not merely censor the opposing view. Those of you with any kind of intuition can clearly see who's lying when you get both sides of the argument. COVID, along with HIV, have become economic paradigms and actual banking systems embedded in the medical industry. They are being used to re-engineer and rebuild the economic system of the world. Public health has become a tool for pharmaceutical development, which in turn creates or through gain of function research, alters viruses to infect humans, making them as potent or dangerous as they please, with mainstream media waiting in the wings, ready to create the perfect story to justify the actions of governments which in turn are doing the bidding of Big Pharma and such corporations are owned by the wealthiest families in the world. And you can guess who they are. Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, the DuPonts, the Morgans, people like this. So when you own everything, the only thing left for complete domination is the public's actual opinion. So as we look deeper into Dr. Fauci and his agency, it's clear he has turned it into a subsidiary for Big Pharma. And the drugs put on the market by these people, no matter how dangerous, as we've discovered about the COVID vaccines and also AZT, the drug for HIV, apparently, the banned cancer drug, that is, 
that gave the symptoms to AIDS or how ineffective are simply approved by the regulatory agencies that are funded by Big Pharma. In the US, Fauci now controls the whole system, the whole frugal process. His agencies control the institutions that teach medicine like Stanford and Harvard and NYU and all the major hospital research centers around the US. They are all taking money from Dr. Fauci. To arrive at the truth, the U.S. government should admit that the Wuhan Virology Institute was experimenting to enhance the coronavirus's ability to infect humans. With all due respect, you are entire, entirely and completely incorrect. Dr. Fauci, do you still support funding of the NIH funding of the lab in Wuhan? The NIH has not ever and does not now fund gain-of-function research in the Wuhan Institute. Not you don't think inserting a bad virus spike protein that he got from the Wuhan Institute into the SARS virus is gain of function. The NIH and NIAID categorically has not funded gain of function research to be conducted in the Wuhan Institute of but Virology. You do support it in the US. We have 11 labs doing it and you have allowed it here. We have a committee to do it, but the committee has granted every exemption. You're fooling with Mother Nature here. You're allowing super viruses to be created with a 15% mortality. It's very dangerous. I think it was a huge mistake to share this with China, and it's a huge mistake to allow this to continue in the United States. And we should be very careful to investigate where this virus came from. There was research done with Dr. Xi and Dr. Barrick. They have collaborated on gain-of-function research where they enhanced the SARS virus to infect human airway cells and they did it by merging a new spike protein on it. That is gain of function. That was joint research between the Wuhan Institute and Dr. Barrick. You can't deny it. Newly released documents obtained by The Intercept show the National Institute of Health directed a grant of $3.1 million to the U.S. health organization EcoHealth Alliance. The material confirmed the grant supported the construction in Wuhan of novel chimeric SARS-related coronaviruses that combined a spike gene from one coronavirus with genetic information from another coronavirus and confirmed the resulting viruses could infect human cells. It's not just the regulatory agencies that have been captured, but science has been captured and the journals have been captured. You can't get published and you can't do your research unless you can get a grant. And who controls the purse strings? It's the giant foundations, NIH's budget that they give out grants is over $40 billion. It's the biggest source of funding in the world. He not only can control the outcome of your study, if your institution does a study that he doesn't like, he has the capacity to ruin your institution, to destroy you, because he can say you're not getting any money from an NIH anymore. There's a revolving door between the um, regulatory agencies and industry. The head of the CDC goes and heads up Merck vaccines globally. The um, head of FDA is now on the board of Pfizer. R&D heads at Sanofi and other pharmaceutical industries come directly from NIH. These agencies are rife with conflicts of interest. There is no separation so Dr. Fauci and his agency fund all the research for all medicines and vaccine studies across the US. So what happens if you want to do research on vaccines, for instance, that takes the science in another direction and leads it away from Fauci's agenda?
I'll give you an example. What if you wanted to study hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin because your preliminary studies show that they practically cured 95% of COVID cases, no matter how ill the person was, within hours of taking them, and that these drugs were also the cheapest on the market? I hope you're beginning to understand the corruption that's been happening in the medical institutions in the US, but it doesn't stop there just with the US, it's happening all around the world, with foundations like the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation funding medical institutions in a lot of countries around the globe, while cutting your money if you deviate away from the road of corrupt science. Their science. You only need to go back to the 1980s. Anthony Fauci was a £191 billion pound uh, sorry, billion dollar economic black hole of a failed enterprise to attempt desperately over the course of his entire 10 year career leading the NIH to find a way to vaccinate the whole world against HIV. He is a villain in a, ma a much darker story, a story of hijacking America and the world's definition of health. The NIH owns thousands of pharmaceutical patents that they, uh, they have labs that help develop these drugs and then they patent them. So what the NIH is supposed to be doing is trying to find the source of all these chronic diseases that began exploding under Anthony Fauci's watch. They are supposed to be in charge of preventing those diseases yet not one vaccine of the 72 doses now mandated for American children has ever been subject to pre-licensing clinical trials where they compare a placebo group to the outcomes of a vaccinated group. So Anthony Fauci for the past few decades has dictated the public health science that occurs not only in the US but for most of the world. This is why we don't see studies that say how, for instance, how glyphosate has impacted on public health. You just don't see that kind of study by the NIH or the institutes that it funds. These extremely powerful institutions like the NIH and the MHRA here in the UK, they partner up with companies like Monsanto. The active ingredient in Roundup is called glyphosate. Glyphosate was patented in 1964, not as an herbicide, but as a broad spectrum chelator. It hugs a lot of different minerals that are needed and does not allow the plants to access them. It also destroys some beneficial microorganisms in the soil, which normally provide nutrients to the plant. It also promotes pathogenic organisms in the soil, which then overrun the plant. And so it creates weaker plants stronger disease and the disease does the killing now what do the livestock in the united states eat they eat largely roundup ready crops roundup ready soy corn cottonseed canola mash sugar beet pulp and alfalfa so a huge percentage of their food intake is roundup ready crops and what do we eat we eat plants and we eat animals and take their milk so it turns out it's a perfect storm now, not just for plant disease, but for animal and human disease.
Monsanto is the company that told us that PCBs were safe. They were convicted of actually poisoning people in their town next to the PCB factory and fined $700 million. They told us that Agent Orange was safe. They told us that DDT was safe. And now they're in charge of telling us if their own genetically modified foods are safe. Because the FDA doesn't require a single safety study, they leave it to Monsanto. I hope this podcast has made it a little bit clearer how our science, which is is essentially our future, has been corrupted over the years by these so-called medical institutions. And that we remember all this is just one piece of the jigsaw which is being put together by the elites. The people who want to take our very way of life in a direction that's not beneficial for humanity, but only beneficial to the powers that be. I wish you all a Merry Christmas and I hope all those with a little spare time over the holidays will take a look at what's going on beyond what mainstream media tells us. So thanks for listening. Until next time, toodaloo. forgive and will never forget.
was the uh, Secretary of State for Health and Social Care, and on his watch, as a matter of fact, due to his decisions, 40,000 elderly and vulnerable people died in care homes from shifting them out of hospitals into care homes without appropriate testing for COVID uh, during the lockdown. He also doubled the purchases of prescription midazolam, and we're yet to see public health bodies investigate the excess deaths due to that. I think the morality around this is that he's trying to paint himself as a familiar face to the public, a celebrity, maybe to launch his new career after his politics, who knows, but I think it's inappropriate, I think it's distasteful, and I don't think it's about having a second job, I just think it's about him being in the public square when he needs actually an independent inquiry into his actions during COVID.